It's time for Your Rights Count on AM 1360 KRWC, keeping you up to date on current and new laws and legal happenings in Wright County. And now here's your host with Booselmeyer Law and online at yourrightscount.com, Ted Booselmeyer. Hey folks, today our guest is Stephen Rogers, who is a firearms instructor. He does carry permits. He also trains police in the use of force. Uh, he is a firearms expert, a use of force expert. He has a, a security company, and he is also a private investigator who I've used on several occasions for several cases. And let's call up Mr. Rogers. Hey, Steve. Thanks for coming on here today on air. Appreciate your expertise as a use of force expert. And so I just wanted to get your take on uh, the appropriate use of force in a situation like the Dante Wright shooting, at least from what we know, what we saw in the video. Of course, it's still under investigation, a very tragic event uh, for the Wright family, um, and also something that still needs more investigation. Uh, but from your take on it, what is the appropriate use of force uh, in a situation like that, tasers, guns, all that? So the 30-second short story just based on the video and not, you know, uh, obviously evidence that is yet to come forward into the public spectrum. Um, he got out of the car. They identified him. They determined there was what my understanding is a misdemeanor warrant. It was not a violent felony. Uh, it was a misdemeanor warrant. They determined, obviously, that they were going to make an arrest, and they uh, – the use of the taser would be an attempt to gain compliance. It's, it's, while it does exist on the use of force spectrum, you've got bare hands, you've got hitting, kicking, striking, you've got pepper spray, you've got batons, tasers, guns, right? And there's a sliding scale of levels of force there. So this is, is definitely not used so much as a defensive weapon as a, a compliance tool. They're trying to stop him from getting back into the car and driving away. Okay, and so at what point... Uh, you know, of course, right right away, that it's been announced that it's people are speculating that this was just a mistake that she grabbed the wrong weapon. But uh, at what point would this escalate escalate to being appropriate to, to use a gun? And because I can I can see that that could be an alter, an alternate defense, um, saying that if the jury doesn't believe that it was a mistake, well, the defense might raise uh, that that it was appropriate use of force anyways. But is that true, and when would that be? Well, there, if there, the way the statute reads, and it's very similar for civilians and law enforcement in this particular aspect, is there's two, two key components. Use of force must be reasonable under the circumstances, and the level of force anticipated by the actor, which would be the officer, would have to include a threat of great bodily harm or death. And great bodily harm is permanent or protracted damage. It's kind of a messy statute, but it, it means real serious damage, lifelong damage. Um, so if, if this gentleman was, say, going to run down an officer with the car and he couldn't escape, you know, the path of the car, he could shoot through the windshield to stop that threat to his life. Um, if he had a knife, if he had a gun, anything like that, obviously, that, those are deadly force. And responding with deadly force, which is what a firearm is always considered, uh, would then be appropriate. But a firearm... Is, you know, the threat of force is used with a firearm to gain compliance at times. There's departments that don't have tasers. And I talked to a department that don't, will not allow tasers for this exact reason, because this is a common mistake. This mm, does happen. Okay. Um, and so then they use the firearm and the threat of deadly force to gain compliance, which is why the cops pull out the guns like, on the ground, on the ground, right? Mm. So that's, that's a lesser level of force. It's not the use of deadly force. It's just the threat of deadly force. So it's 
yeah, it's hard to do in a very short interview because it's my my legal lecture and my carry permit class is like four hours. <laughs> right, right. Well, what about now? I'm not advocating for this, but I can just see it coming up. The defense may argue that uh, fleeing in a motor vehicle is a felony, and that's what he was attempting to do, and the, and that the reason it's a felony is because it's always endangering the life of others to flee in a motor vehicle, and therefore, uh, as the alternative defense would would go believe it or not, might be that he he was endangering life and therefore even if even the shooting him would be appropriate. I could see that coming up as a defense. I'm not saying I agree with it. With with very rare exception, and I have one or two scenarios if you ever get through my class that what you as a lawyer will be like, holy crap. Um with very rare exception that threat needs to be immediate. So unless there's a, a civilian or an officer in front of that car that would be run down like a lady in a wheelchair who couldn't escape, and he's yep, definitely running her over, no question, then then it would be potentially you know an immediate life threat. But if it's just a felony and he might commit a crime sometime, that's sort of like the thought police level of things, and it's not going to be an appropriate use of deadly force. Right on. Well, that's all the time we have today. I appreciate you coming on, Steve. But why don't you just remind the viewers, I mean, Steve's, Steve's my investigator. He's a firearms training expert. He's a use of force expert. He's got a secure company. So if you ever have any of those needs, please call Steve at? Uh, best is to email Steve at pistolcraft, P-I-S-T-O-L-C-R-A-F-T dot org. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on today. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Disclaimer, for advertising and general information purposes only, this radio show is not intended to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Each case is different. You should rely on the advice of your retained attorney only. Thanks, everyone. Again, this is Ted Buselmeyer with Buselmeyer Law. Don't try to spell my name. Just come check us out at yourrightscount.com or give me a buzz at 763-682-1324.